0: You've got to do yourself that service and back yourself by building a profile. If you don't post anything, you don't share anything, you're being the world's best kept secret.
1: I Believe In You,
0: proudly supported by RAH McDonald's.
1: Hello, and welcome to I Believe In You, the podcast about setting your goals and achieving your dreams. I'm your host, Lizelle Hartley, a business and personal mentor. This season, we'll be meeting seven incredible women who have turned their passion into their career. Building a following for your new business venture can seem like a daunting task. What platform should you be on? Are there better ways to get seen? And where on earth should you start? This episode guest is Joe Saunders from Wildfire Social Marketing. Show how businesses and professionals make the most of their social media platforms, especially when it comes to LinkedIn. But what got her started down this path?
0: Pure accident. Uh, <laughs> it's a purely, if I'm completely honest, it's from being nosy, being a really nosy, curious person. Um, so I've been doing this for the last 12 years, 12 years, about that, about that. And just going deeper and deeper into the rabbit hole and pretty much from just pressing buttons and being really curious. I'm curious about everything. I want to know how it works and all that sort of stuff. So um, just, you know, talking about it, sharing about it, and people start asking me about it. And then eventually, you know, you step into it.
1: I know you say it's pure accident, but when I look at you sitting in front of me, a bit of blonde and. Purple hair today. I think you're the perfect face for a LinkedIn specialist. Where does that out of side of the box come from? I don't
0: know. I guess, I guess I've always challenged how things work. And um, I mean, before I was doing LinkedIn, I was, I was actually doing Facebook training. Believe it or not, I don't do it anymore. I don't love Facebook, and it's it's a very um, What's the word? I mean, there's a lot of people doing Facebook training and a lot of people doing other kinds of social media training. But um, with, with LinkedIn, I love it because it's purely professional and it's, it's sort of less time consuming. You don't get down. Well, actually, no, you do go down the rabbit hole still, but not in the same amount or volume as, as the other platforms. What I really love about it is I love helping inspire people to be themselves. And I love seeing what you're doing on LinkedIn because you are, you know, you are yourself, you are your brand. But, you know, because a lot of people feel, you know, they feel comfortable on Facebook because it's social and it's, and it's a bit more personal and friendly and forgiving. Whereas LinkedIn is very public and very professional. But is it? That's the question. Is it, is it really professional or is it more about being human,
1: you know? That's interesting that you mentioned that, because literally this week, three of my clients that's not on LinkedIn or not active on LinkedIn, I kind of had to tell them that part of their task is to just go and post one thing on LinkedIn. So for small business owners out there, that's a frightened platform.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, I I work with a lot of Um, experts who are leaders in their field you know they're they're speaking on stages around the world they have published books they're known you know for their brand and their their expertise and they're scared of LinkedIn I get it all the time so and I think it's because they don't know who to be on LinkedIn and they don't want to do the wrong thing or to be seen to to be doing the wrong thing so it's getting over that comfort zone and you know getting someone to push you which I know you do really well with with love (laughs) and heart (laughs) and a yellow heart as well, uh, just to get you over that line. Because it's not as scary. Once you, It's like you, you jump into the ocean. I mean, I don't, yeah, I mean, that's not – people, you know, some people love being in the ocean. I don't. Um, well, no, I do. I, I'm just a little bit fearful of, you know, what's out there, the unknown. But you jump in and it's not so bad. The shark's not attacking you, you know.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it's the same thing. And there is definitely a stigma around it because I remember when I said to my husband, I'm going on LinkedIn, he said, you can, you cannot go on LinkedIn. I said, why can I not go on LinkedIn? He said, that's for professional business people. I said, I already got more than 500 followers. He said, where do you get that? How can you get for more than 500 <laughs> followers? I said, I don't know. And I, it just takes me back to that whole conversation where according to him, I'm crossing a line here. Mm. I'm not supposed as a small business owner to be on LinkedIn but what you do is you bring the fun back like you had this fun hairstyle (laughs) you bring the fun back into LinkedIn so tell me explain to me as well as for our listeners what exactly do you do what
0: do I do Apart from being nosy.
1: Uh, um, apart <laughs> from being nosy, what can you do for
0: business internet yeah. on LinkedIn? Yeah, I guess, well, I, I do training and coaching. They're the two, two modalities that I work in. So I help people get over that line, get over that fear by holding their hand, teaching them, to empowering them and, you know, helping them step over. So some clients, but they're, they're posting for the first time and I'm there with them, helping them do it. So I give them the framework, you know, how to write the content, how to write like a person. I know it sounds really silly, but... Write conversationally, you know, and people like, you know, like, like your husband might not think that's how you do it on LinkedIn, but it is, it's how we connect. So I help people post, put themselves out there, connect, network, grow their brand. Because really, it's, it's the largest professional social network and it helps you control your Google footprint. So if you've ever looked for your name, you know, your business name, what you actually do that's gonna show up in Google. And this is something you've got control over and you don't need to be tech savvy. You don't need to know how to do the back-end coding of a website. It's super easy. Anybody can do it if you understand the language and you have the confidence to give it a go.
1: Yeah, yeah. and I think with you standing next to them as the expert, they feel safe and you path their way for them and then they can go on, on be on LinkedIn, have a presence on LinkedIn. And I also know that a lot of connections being made on LinkedIn. Yeah. I mean, and I also,
0: I'm quite comfortable testing things. So I make the mistakes so my clients don't have to. You know, I'll I'll do things that, just to see how it works. I do a lot of social testing. I love social testing in in physical situations too, Um, just to see how people react and what happens. Um, And and I I guess it gives people the inspiration and
1: the confidence to give it a go themselves. So tell us, What's your business name and why is that your business name? So Where well, did that come yeah. from? <laughs> so
0: my business is Wildfire Social Marketing. When I first started, um, I was J House, um, J House Designs and Events. Now, J House is my family. We're all Js in our family. There's Joe, Jeremy, Jake, Julie, and Jackson. So J House is our kind of fun domain. So I just thought J House Designs. I was doing graphic design, um, web design and events. So I kind of put that together. And then I thought people kept thinking I was an architect because my logo was a house um, and then it was a door (laughs) because I was about the door to the online world. And I thought, this is not working for me. It's too confusing. It's not clear. So Wildfire Social Marketing was born um, from, and the name came from a mastermind group I was in at the time. Um, but, But, you know, it's that phrase, you know, things spread like wildfire. Now, well, you know, in Australia, fire's a bad thing, or is it, you know, I guess it depends on how you look at it. And I was thinking, do you want things to be out of control? That's not a good thing. But you want things to be, you know, seen from afar, you want to get the warmth from the fire, but you don't want to be out of control. So it's about controlled, uncontrolled, uncont- uncontrolled. I don't know, I remember, I remember googling it when I thought of the name or, or came up with the name and bushfires are a good thing, aren't they? They're good for the environment, they're good for um, the long term and that sort of thing. But there's also the negative side. So it's a bit of positive and negative. And when I started, I was, like I said, I was doing more, more broad, broader social, whereas now I'm LinkedIn, but I can't have the word LinkedIn in my name because LinkedIn would not like that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And also that would, you know, kind of niche me in. So I'm sticking with it, but most people know me by my name now. They know what I do. So they
1: find me without my business name. So in your business in LinkedIn, that's a very interesting way you explain it to us now and what it also show is as a small business owner you don't have to be that serious about your name. No. So just <laughs> just go and have fun and go something that make you excited about it. Yeah. And what was the few challenges? that you have to deal with once you started that business? Well, the number one challenge I came across was I couldn't say my
0: business name, it sounds a bit weird. I kept saying Wildfire, uh, sorry, Wild, okay, I'm getting it wrong now, Wildflower. So I kept saying, well, I, I was testing it out in, in the community that I sort of brainstormed the name in, and I said, I'm, I'm Joe from Wildflower Social. I'm like, no, that's wrong, that's wrong. So it took me a while to like, train my brain to say Wildfire. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's interesting. Yeah. And then, of course, people get it wrong. They would say wildfire social media. And I'm not social media, I'm social marketing because social media is about the tools and the platform, whereas I'm about the strategy and the training. So that's why it's social marketing. But even now, people get it wrong. But I mean, I could be just wildfire social something. I actually thought about changing my name to that for fun.
1: <laughs> so Joe, you also mentioned something very important here: is that your name, Joe Sanders, is actually stronger than your business name. Yeah, it is,
0: because if you can build your personal brand. Now, back in the days that when branding was, you know, a thing decades ago, they would say don't start a business name in your name because you can't sell it, you can't grow it, you know, unless you're someone really well known. But now your personal brand has so much more weight than your business brand, or together, they sort of a Venn diagram, they work together. And if you're using a tool like LinkedIn, it's all about your personal brand, and how you associate with a business brand. So if you're an employee of an organization, yeah, that's important. But people want to know you, they want to know the, know the person behind the brand, rather than just the brand.
1: Have you used mentors through your journey? Yeah,
0: absolutely. I mean, from day one, pretty much. There's, there's the formal mentors like through the different programs that you do you know you might have a a business coach or I was part of um, a group called business masters club it's not doesn't exist anymore um, here in Perth I was a member of that for years um that was great and it just helped give you the the confidence and support you're getting feedback um you know you're developing your skill set you do things like member spotlights get up with the microphone which was super scary back then (laughs) because I didn't do any public speaking it was scary um, but over the years, I've, you know, you get to a point where you've learned enough from that person and you you evolve and stretch yourself and meet other people. So I've had quite a lot of mentors over the years, um, like some some are through a formal relationship, like, a, you know, I've engaged them as a paying client. Some of my mentors, I wouldn't even know it. Like I watch them, I learn from them, and I'm really inspired by them. And every now and again, I like to sit down and reflect. And I remember um, a few years ago now, I I sent some thank you notes to people to say thanks for being my mentor, even though they didn't know <laughs> And I also look back on the mentors, like the the lady from Business Masters Club, a lady called Anthea. She's now in Brisbane. I thanked her a decade later because she told me I should specialize in LinkedIn, and I wasn't ready for that when she said this to me. And I went, Oh, no, no, that's too niche. It's too narrow. I need to do Facebook training. I need to better offer Twitter support and YouTube and websites and email and all the things. And then when I realized I, I was ready, I, I actually thanked her because she saw the potential before I did. And I think that's why it's really important to have mentors.
1: And that is most of the time what the mentor do Mm. is you sit and you have a little idea and a mentor come in and the mentor actually have a different idea or a bigger idea. Or another thing with mentors that I found is they narrow your road map for you. Mm. We, a lot of times business owners is very creative. So they're all over the place. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) (laughs) So they want to do everything because just they can do it. Where, when a mentor come in, a mentor actually put you into a roadmap. Where is your end result? What do you want to achieve? Mm. And where's your focus and your main, um, your main aim in your business? Mm. So, if you didn't have mentors, where would you have been today? I would have taken the even slower road.
0: I mean, even now, I feel like I'm t- like I'm working. My current mentor um, is a a sales, uh, really a sales coach and trainer from um, a a place called Sales Space in Overeast. Rachel Burke's her name, brilliant. And I still feel when I'm working with her that I'm taking the slow road around the mountain going. But if I didn't have mentors, I would be still... You know, going around, going around and, you know, you've seen that diagram where, you know, the upper, upper hill, you, you don't go up a hill, you go up, you go down, you, you splash around in the pool, you get out, you fall back in again. I'd probably be still, still in the mud swimming <laughs> rather than getting up that mountain. Yeah.
1: And Jay, do you see yourself as a mentor? That's a really interesting question.
0: I would have said no a few years ago, but I think... Now, when you have the feedback from people that you're working with and they say things like, you know, you inspire me, you know. And I think with mentors, you can inspire each other. Like I know my – so Rachel's one of my current mentors and I know that she talks about me as not – well, I guess her mentor in a sense that I've helped her um, publish on LinkedIn Live. So she now broadcasts there and she was really uncomfortable and now she loves it. And I've got other mentors that we sort of – we mentor each other. I think it's a mutual relationship – Partic- well, I guess if you've got someone with skills that you don't have, which is, which is most people, you know, you, you're going to have skills that I don't have and you're going to see things for me that I don't see and vice versa. I'm going to see things for you and things that you could be doing on LinkedIn to match who you are being somewhere else. So, yeah, absolutely.
1: And I can agree with that because you are definitely my LinkedIn mentor and I bring my whole group, my catch-up group, as well as my clients to you. If anything, they have a question, I said, contact Jo or see what she's doing on LinkedIn. (laughs) Because as you say, we watch people and we Mm. learn from them. And um It was great to have you a few weeks ago on Zoom with the catch-up group and that we all are challenged now to do our videos. Mm. So in a week or so, you're going to come and judge it for us. But that means you didn't just educate us, you be that mentor to keep us accountable. I'm coming back to the group to go and see who has done their videos and I'm even, we we talk about this having a prize for the one that got the most effective video on the, mm. on their LinkedIn. So part of that for me is empowerment. I love empowerment. I'm all about empowerment. How do you view empowerment?
0: Empowerment, I guess it's one of those things that you could look externally and look for empowerment from other people. Like I could wait for you to empower me to be a LinkedIn expert, for instance. But what I've learned over the years is you've got to back yourself, you've got to empower yourself and you can't empower yourself if, you've, if you're closed-minded, if you're not willing to take on mentors and learn from each other. I mean, I love um, learning from peers. So other LinkedIn experts around the world, people who are technically you know, on face value are com- competition, but I don't believe in competition. I mean, really Netflix or um, is, is competition because that's competition for time, isn't it? Um, Going to a restaurant is competition for dollars, so everything is competition. So I don't even worry about that stuff. So I think when when you when you can sort of learn from each other and support each other, that's you're empowering other people, but you're also empowering yourself, which I think is important.
1: So go one step back for us when you say Netflix is competing with time. Explain that a bit more for us. <laughs> well, you know, you you could sit and watch Netflix,
0: couldn't you? Really yes. and I never do that though. I watch Netflix while I'm doing LinkedIn stuff because that's a good use of my time. So I can kind of background. Uh, but it's everything is competi- you know competition for time. Time is precious now, and we could be sitting on the couch, popcorn, Netflix, you know, or we could be you know doing a task where you could multitask, or you might just put Netflix down and go and do something actually effective, like get outdoors, go cycling um, with somebody else, and, and get to know them, or get on LinkedIn and do some, you know, do some actual growth type activities.
1: And that's very important because prioritize in your business is key. Mm. If you're not going to prioritize, you're going to let some of your things slip through the cracks. And um, one of our previous um, podcast interviews, literally, Josephine had said to us, stop, cancel what you have, pick up to bring yourself back so that you don't fall behind with your business. And that for me was a very valuable thing. And now you bring it out for us, you compete with time and money. Mm. So again, that's prioritized. What is important in your business? Mm. Where are you gonna spend time on? Or where are you gonna spend your your Mm. dollars on in able to grow your business? Mm. So when we get back to the empowerment of that, how do you empower yourself?
0: I guess through, like I said, I'm I'm a really curious person naturally. So I empower myself by, you know, asking what if. What if I could do this differently? What if this was a thing? And then I start Googling and researching and and learning. So for me, learning and self-development is empowerment. I love learning more about myself. And that sounds a bit um, self-centred, but... Learning how you think and why you do things. Now I'm I'm probably more connected to myself than I've ever been. You know I might you might do something and I might think oh Lizelle I'm really annoyed with Lizelle she did that, but yeah you know, I let that happen. But then I stop and go why did that annoy me? Why did that thing that Lizelle do actually annoy me? And I work out then what value it is of mine that kind of you know got. Um, tapped into or whatever so and I think the more you know yourself the more you can then control how you react to things and you can start responding to things rather than reacting to things I have this conversation with my teenagers all the, actually my daughter's not even a teenager she's 21 um, but we have this conversation all the time
1: about choosing how you respond rather than reacting Yes. And I think this is also something that come with age and wisdom. Mm, You've been absolutely. through that journey. You have response all the time. And now you can choose mm. how you want a response. And you can choose how much I'm going to spend um, on myself. I do like that about it. Jo, where do you see yourself in 10 years from now? Oh,
0: that's a big question. What I would have said five years ago completely changed, really. I mean, you know, like... Even if I look back 10 years ago, if someone said to me, you'd be speaking on stages and enjoying it, I would have gone and you're crazy, <laughs> you know? So I like to think ahead just to have plans, but I'm also quite adaptable. So um, I don't know, like I, I often think I, I always wanted to have a club and I've had it before and a physical space where people would come. There's a podcast studio, there's a recording studio, there's a place to work and collaborate and learn. But I don't know if that's – th- like now, now with COVID and the way we're working, I don't know if I still want that, like if that's still part of my plan or maybe it's a virtual community. But I'm, I'm thinking it's about – because my thing is, I guess, is about connection. Everything's about connection. Um, so connecting to yourself, helping other people connect to themselves, to each other. So I think I'll still be doing the same thing and I think LinkedIn will still be a thing, a big part of it, but there will probably be other tools and techniques that we use.
1: Yeah. I do like that idea of your club mm-hmm. because for me working with a lot of business owners that's by themselves I come across the challenges for them is I'm all day by myself. Mm. I need I need somebody that can be with me. Some say to me, my most exciting time is coming with you for an hour on Zoom because it feel I've got a little bit of a business partner here and we can talk about business. Mm. So I don't know what that's going to look like, but what I can say to you today on our podcast, there's definitely a need for it, especially for. Um, single business owners they need even if it's going to be virtual online a space where they get together and even if you just throw ideas around or in theory a whole hub where we can go and you got the opportunity for recording a podcast you got the opportunity Mm. to go on stage and present to the others so don't just say you don't know and that might not happen (laughs) i'll be the first one there to join your club when you do start it yeah yeah, it's just more. How? To, what does it look like? Is it a physical
0: club? Is it a? Is it a community? And I think because community can travel, can't it? I mean, yeah, I know that you do. You you run some awesome community type events, and you've you've got clubs really. I mean, you've got mm-hmm. members who love what you do, and whether you do it online or in person, you still get the same people showing up. Yes, because they love what that represents.
1: Yeah, yeah. So back to that is yes, we don't know what ten years from today is going to look like. But if there's a burning flame in you, start process it. It might be the same as LinkedIn. You mm. wasn't ready at that time, but because that seed was planted, mm. just give it water. It's going to grow at the right place. And already you've got a club member, so why not? <laughs> Excellent. Sign you up. <laughs> so what is the highlights in your career? What is the high highlights mm. in the LinkedIn career? I
0: think well, there's been a few, actually, because um, often I like to reflect on, you know, things I've, I've achieved because I think it's really good to look back and, and you know, because you can forget these things. Now, just as, as a side uh, note, so, you know, you, you, you celebrate these big wins and I've got a few of those, but I also celebrate the little tiny little moments. I call them the woohoo moments. I've got a jar on my desk called the Fab- Fabulosity Jar. Um, and the, the name for me, it, it's those moments of fabulous where you suddenly feel like, woo, it's great. Uh, so I got these you know, little pieces of paper. I write down those little moments because they'll, they'll get lost. You know, you'll say something to me and I'll just make my day, but if I don't capture that, I'm going to forget. So I, ca- I do celebrate those little wins, so just as the side. But the big wins, I think the number one was partly – it was just the, um, the thought of being asked, but also – Achieving things before you think you're going to achieve them. So one of them was speaking at the biggest social media concert, a concert, not a concert. It could have been a concert, a conference in the world. Um, It's called Social Media Marketing World. Now, I've been following the the founders and all the speakers. So a lot of those speakers that speak at this event have become my friends. And I had this big dream. I'd love to be able to speak there one day. And they came to me and said, would I pitch for this particular topic? And I thought, oh gosh, this is huge. I'm not gonna get this. Then I thought, no, don't be negative. Just you know, think about it. So I uh, rocked up to the Zoom meeting. This is a few years ago now. And it was 10 or 11 o'clock at night. And I was in my dressing gown because I thought I could dress up for this and put on makeup, but I thought it's 10 o'clock at night. It's, it's crazy. So I just rocked up in my dressing gown and, and was authentically myself and I got the gig. You know they they invited me we went through it and they were just validating who i was so that was probably my biggest um achievement that i'm really proud of because that was way before i even had confidence to even consider anything like that so that was pretty cool and that was in the us um, unfortunately they, they, at that time they weren't paying speakers and all that so i assumed that that was happening I didn't <laughs> because that's not their model um but that was a, a pretty good achievement uh, but the other other things are things like publishing a book because as you know, because I know you've published a book, getting yourself to, to that point, it's a whole, who am I to publish a book? Do I have anything to say? Will people actually read it? Um, but going through that process and then actually publishing it, you know, that's pretty exciting. Even if it's self-published, it's still something that you've, you know, you've created and produced. Um, and just just like smaller things, like being named the number two LinkedIn expert in Asia Pacific was a few years ago as well um, that just came about. And all these little things, they, they boost your confidence, and then last year, I entered the awards, um, Social Media Marketing Institute Awards, and as a, co- a collective with two of my competition, we'll call them, my collaborators, peers, and we won the best use of LinkedIn category. So that was pretty cool as well, um, just, just achieving these things. But things like that one, if I didn't apply, if I didn't, if I didn't apply for the award, I wouldn't have got it, you know. So that was a bit different.
1: Yeah. And that take me back to your book, Your Self-Doubt Yourself. Mm. So in the business world, we know a positive mindset is so, so important Mm. because you always question yourself, who am I to write a book? And I know that was with me writing my book as well. I just decided I'm going to do this. And then when my book starts selling, I've got somebody phoning me and said, I literally book out every night, a half an hour to sit working through your book, me and my um, fiancé, and we do step by step. And on that stage, it made me so nervous, thinking, oh, what's in my <laughs> book that these people read it <laughs> step by step, and they put it in the um, calendar, that that's such a high priority. Mm. And I thought, I better go and read that book, maybe that's not. <laughs> but it's just a human being in us that kind of mm. say that mindset of why do we do it now when you go back to the same person saying that they have learned so much out of that book that they literally implement in their life so we as expert actually got so much to give and share. And that's why I've got a lot of respect for anyone putting a book out there, because that means that you are willing to share your expertise or your opinion or what you have learned mm. through this years. And then you and everybody else out there that did put that book out, you would never know what's the impact or one sentence in your book can change somebody's life. In that, So I love that idea to hear that you were questioning yourself as well. But what I want to say to our listeners out there, check your mindset, check your self-talk, because mm. you sometimes are ready to write a book and you stop. Nobody else stop you. You stop yourself Absolutely. because you literally think, I'm not worth it. Who am I? Who want to read my book? Mm. Who want to know what's in my book? But another thing that you mentioned today that um, I absolutely love is the, how do you say that? "woo woo" moment, the small moment. Yeah. I love that because that's where success starts. Absolutely,
0: because you're looking for patterns, aren't you? And while, you know, you might have uh, mindset issues where you're thinking I'm not good enough. And I know a lot of people go through that and I've gone through this whole journey. And now, you know, I still have mindset issues around some things, particularly new things. But then I go, okay. So what if I give it a go? What What's the worst that could happen? What if like I, I did a triathlon last year and now I've done seven? But the first one was like, who am I to do that? What if I fail? What if I embarrass myself? All the what ifs that come out. But it's then you just go. But, but what if? What if it's fun? What if I'm mm. successful? What if you know? And and I think that applies to everything. So if you celebrate those little wins along the way, it, it keeps. It's like being your own cheerleader, really. It yeah. is,
1: and. If there's not little wins, there's no big win. Yeah. And we sometimes forget that. And if you can't celebrate the little wins, the big win is nothing. So we Mm. along the line have to, and I always say, your journey is sometimes much more important than the end line. Because you come to the end line, it's a big moment and it's gone. Your journey is a longer time mm. and you're on that journey and you form character. You form personality for your business. You form your um, perseverance on that journey. Mm. So what I do want our listeners to do today is make make a whoo moment. (laughs) I love that word. Make that and make sure every day you stop and you celebrate one of Mm. that small achievements you've done. And feel free to use my word
0: fabulosity. I got it from one of my mentors. She had the, she called it her fabulous file. And I just thought that's all good, but it was was a box. And and I thought I want a jar on my desk, something I can see. And I created a label fabulosity. There's glitter and sparkles all over it. And it's orange because that was my color at the time. I really loved, but it sits on my, it sits on my desk so I see it. And then if I'm feeling a bit flat, I can just put my hand in like a lucky dip, pull something out and go, that's right. I remember that little moment, that tiny moment that I've almost forgotten about. And it reminds you, then you can keep
1: going, you know. And that is another thing you you mentioned that I absolutely love, is you write it down and you Mm. put it somewhere Mm. where I don't know a lot of business owners that do write that down. It was in the moment, we've got something in our office and it's a, a great fun. Because what, how it started is when we get a new client or when we achieve something, I said to my PA we need to put music on and dance. <laughs> so I found us a song. We put this music on and I said to her, dance. She's not a dancer. And all she did is she did a twirl in a circle. And then she sat on a chair. I said, we need to dance. She said, I did dance. And from there onwards, we do twirls. Mm -hmm. So in our office, we put music on and we do a twirl when there's a good moment. And it had actually overflowed now into my family because they was it. Mom, have you any twirls today? Or mom, can we do a twirl? Is there some news to do a twirl? So that that's what we do. We do twirls, but mm. I love the idea that the twirls need to be written down mm. and safe somewhere. So if you do have a down day, you grab one of those moments and said, okay, we mm. twirl for that day today when we did got that client or we, when we did have that breakthrough mm. in that absolutely so you're gonna have a
0: twirl jar and i'm just thinking i just thought Mm. of something then i mean how you because this is me and my brain i'm thinking you could record that as a little video or an audio moment and there's probably an app for this i reckon we can create an app here twirl yeah the app's called twirl and you record your little twirl moment and it just gets and then you can press random when you're feeling down and this thing pops up there you go so you, know,
1: <laughs> you know you can't challenge me like that because you know You'll I'm going to do it. Do it,
0: Brazil. I
1: want, I want to use that app. <laughs> we all, we're going to get that tool up going. So can you give our listeners advice? If you a business owner out there and you're a little bit nervous touching the ground of LinkedIn, mm. what do you want to say to them? Because I'm a believer, every business should be on LinkedIn.
0: Yeah, I'm glad you believe that. I'm glad you're paying attention. Everybody needs to be on LinkedIn um, for your personal brand. But number one reason is Google because people use Google. Whether they're using LinkedIn or not doesn't really matter. And if they're using Google and they find you and you're not on LinkedIn because you're too scared, you're letting your brand down because your profile is looking out of date. It might be you know have jobs from years ago before you started a business. It might have a photo that doesn't look like you or it's got no information. So it's almost like you've got to do yourself that service and back yourself by building a profile, whether you're confident enough to actually post for the first time, but get your profile built. And then if you're looking to post, you know, think about this, that if you don't post anything, you don't share anything, you're being the world's best kept secret. So all the clients that you, you're you really, you know, inspired to help, you can't help them because they don't know about you yet. And LinkedIn is a tool to get you in front of those people, which is why then the networking piece is really important. So. And if you're really stuck with it and you're really, you know, not sure, you know, get Lizelle to <laughs> to sit with you because she will do it with you, won't you, Lizelle? I <laughs>
1: know. Between me and you, yeah, we will like, get him on LinkedIn.
0: Find someone who's your mentor, someone who can hold you accountable and hold your hand, you know. And if, if you're not sure what to post, write the thing out or say it and then run it by someone who you trust. You know, is this useful and the, and the best thing you can share is if you're not sure what to share, I mean, don't be don't be salesy and promotional. People don't want to see that. But share your insights. Share what you've learned. Talk about other people. Like if you've come to one of your events, Lizelle, talk about the speaker, what you learned from the speaker, someone you met, someone who's doing something awesome.
1: Thank you. Joe. your favorite phrase that inspires you?
0: There's many. Uh, but if I had to pick one, it's be yourself, everybody else is taken
1: by Oscar Wilde. If you would like to know more about Jo, you can find her details in the episode description. Next time, we will be talking with someone who had started her own business many years ago and is still running it today. What does that look like? Join us next time to find out. Thank you so much for listening and until next time, I believe in you. Thank you for listening to the I Believe In You podcast If you're interested in being coached by Lizelle, we have a number of solutions available for you no matter
0: where you are in the world. You can find all the details for these and how to get in touch in this episode's description. This podcast is proudly sponsored by RAH McDonald's. It's more than Maccas. It's developing personal excellence for life. I Believe in You is produced by Bad Bard Productions.